everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is September 27th, 2021. Happy birthday, Katie Temple. How about that? Coming up later, five older TV celebrities that Dave and I would bang tonight to celebrate Katie's birthday. The part of the show she hates the most. I know. I hate the fact she hates it. She kind of ruins it for us. Ah, it doesn't ruin it at all. It just keeps me motivated to keep that bit going. Uh, last, I hope she had a great day. I talked to her today. Yeah. Good. She, I checked in on her, and um, I saw her... Last Tuesday night, took her to the Padre game. Did they win that game? Fuck no. Did you go to a game this year that they actually won? Yeah. You did? a couple of them. Oh, I was good. at the game on Thursday that they won. Okay. And then I think the game I was at with Pete and Point Loma, I think they won too. There you go. I know you went to a bunch of blowouts. like two and six. <laughs> kind of like yeah. the team. You, but, were, you went to Padre games in August, basically. But you know, Dave, to me, uh, so happy birthday, Katie. Yes. Um, stand by later for... Brenda Vaccaro and four others, uh, the Katie Temple top five. But uh, here's what I'm going to say right now. You want to know what I think is going to happen, Dave? I think A.J. Preller is getting fired. Oh, I don't. That's funny you say that. I'm on the other side with that. No, I think he's getting fired. You do? Why do you say that all of a sudden? Because, listen, we're the only show that has said it repeatedly. And the problem is, and I'm going to call a lot of you up. If you guys were as worried about the day-to-day product as you were getting together in the fourth fucking inning for your photo op, <laughs> maybe shit would change around here. And I blame king of the dipshit, Steve Woods. He's right there. I told bringing, you, he's a cult leader. He is. Dragging Bo into that. Leave Bo alone. Now, he did great Saturday. Took Bo out to the Kiss concert. And then he fell yeah. right off on Sundays out there goofing around. Getting nothing done. That whole fucking station. Let me start with coaches. All right, let's go. God, so we got a lot to cover. We, last show we did was a week ago because we did Sunday and Monday. Oh, yeah. A lot's gone on. All right, so I go to the Padre game Tuesday yeah. night with Katie. Great time. Thursday, uh, the guys from work, we all go down. Team outing, absolute blast. Yeah. Okay? So I determined I'm going to put Coach's show on because it's just, it's so goddamn good. Every day there is something where you go, this can't be planned. David happened again on Thursday. Okay. Coach is taking calls and he decides to take a call from Kevin. Kevin and Chula Vista? I think so. Okay. And right during introduction, Coach gets locked up. Hey, let's go out to Kevin. Kevin, you're on 97.3. The Kevin. <laughs> it's not 97.3 The Kevin. It's 97.3 The Fan. Did Braden or anyone say anything? Fuck no. These guys don't say shit. Forgot what station he was on all of a sudden. Hey, let's go out to Kevin. Kevin, you're on 97.3 The the Kevin. No. It's not what it is. Then, Saturday night they get eliminated. Yeah. So poor Scraby, poor Scraby's on that post-game show. Hey, we know they've been eliminated, but there were a lot of positives this year. I was like, oh, Jesus. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, Scraby. You're like Pinocchio in that Geico commercial. I see a lot of potential in this group. There wasn't anything successful about this year. Not one thing. And then today, Dave, I make yeah. the mistake of tuning back into Coach's show. He takes another call from Shithead and Santee. <laughs> hey, Coach, listen. Uh, 
You know, the one thing is, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of your calls and I don't know how anybody can look at this year and not really figure that that the determining factor was the injury to Mike Clevenger. <laughs> oh, shit. Seriously? That's what we're going to put it off on? No, we're going to put it off on the fact that A.J. Preller sucks at his job. Yes. He needs to be fired. You guys need to stop worrying about getting together on the promenade deck for your bullshit picture that nobody knows who any of you are because you don't tag anybody. So I'm like, I don't know. Is that drunk Flannery? Is H.J. in there? Miserable? I know Miss Pirate. I like her. She's cool. Eric is in that group. You might see Megan and Paul sometimes. And then it's just 50 fucking faces. <laughs> but hey. fucking faces. We ran the numbers tonight <laughs> because Dennis Lynn tap dances around it. AC won't say it. We'll say it. Bryce Miller won't write it. Nick won't write it. Nobody will write it. He needs to go. Dave, when you look at A.J. Preller's career as the general manager of this team, he's 464 and 562. It's a winning percentage of 467 over seven years. And I would say to any of you, if you had a mechanic, if you had a contractor, if you had a pool cleaner, if you went to a restaurant that couldn't get it right 50% of the time, how much longer would you keep going there? How much longer would you bring them back? And there's bullshit that I'm fed time and time again that he's coming back because he's beloved in the organization. If that doesn't tell you anything and everything you need to know about San Diego sports, I don't know what is or what would. And here's the other thing. All you fuckers do is point your finger and laugh at Dean Spanos. Or you point your finger and you laugh at the Giants fans that bring something back. Or you point something back at the Dodgers and their fans. <laughs> you know what, you fucking blind dickheads? <laughs> They're winning. And we're not. Yes. 467 or 464 and 562. If you take out last year, that number drops to 427 and 539 for a 442 win percentage. Which Absolutely them, awful. If you take out last year, that gives them 10 straight losing seasons. And you go, well, you can't take out last year. Then I, you credit the Dodgers for the championship. I, that's what I was going to say next. Exactly right. Which way do you want it? Yeah. If you want him to get credit for last year, we'll do it. Then you say tonight, I won't bitch anymore about the Dodgers because you can't have it both ways. Yeah, don't claim you made the postseason. That's just the way it goes. Here is his win total by year. 2015. We're starting with 2015. Yeah, that's fair. 74 and 88, 14 games under 500. Huge disappointment because he got the title of the Rockstar GM because he brought in all those big names. 2016, we're starting to reload. Doesn't matter. You're 68 and 94. Wow. 2017, you're 71 and 91. 2018, 66 and 96. Are you noticing a trend? How do you not get fired at that point? Right. 2019, 70 and 92. What year was that? 2019. Yeah, remember that when I won a thousand bucks? You prick. <laughs> Last year, 37 and 23. And tonight, as we record this, 78 and 78. 78 and 78. And when you look at the six regular seasons taking last year out, AJ Preller's average record is 72 and 90. Tell me again, if he was a head coach, he'd be fucking uh, Mike McCarthy. 
So here's well, McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Christ. Here, okay. So oh, uh, Mike McCoy, Dave. Sorry. Okay. Mike McCoy. So here you go. When you look at Preller, you say you think he's going to get fired. I say he should be fired. I don't think he gets fired. The I reason is out. he has way too much power in that organization. I don't think Seidler has the balls to fire him. I think what's going to happen is he's going to keep his title and he's going to hire a GM that's going to be just like him. Because basically, I'm going to hire my replacement that's going to think exactly like me because I'm going to tell him what to think. Because we know he has his hands in everything. You you text me, I think, today and said, hey, if I'm not mistaken, from what I understand, right, well, you read it saying that he hired all the coaches. Uh, that was from a podcast done by The Athletic uh, okay. by Ina Santis that came out last night that said Jace Tingler had no say in any of these any coaches. Of in fairness to that, if Jace Tingler called you and said, hey, I want to offer you a spot on my coaching staff. Who are you? Never heard of Jace Tingler. <laughs> Got it. Well, now, Dave, what Dennis Lynn wrote tonight yes. so, is that is that uh, Jace may just be reassigned within the organization. Okay, fine. How do you do that? But, How do if, you have if, any credibility if you're Jace Tingler? You don't. Hola, que tal, amigos? When he shows up in the Dominican to work, Republic? To work with Eduardo Ortega? The fuck's he going to do? Nothing. Here's the deal. Why, again, if he remains as a guy who has a job in this organization, why won't Sadler cut the, cut the strings? You just read that record. It was embarrassing. Awful. Terrible. I Every mean, year. again, no, name another job where you would have kept your job. There's no way. And, and if it was any other organization, if that was the Yankees, if that was the Angels, you're out. Yeah. And any team. Any team that's used to winning. Any team that expects to win. That's, that's insane. You don't have one thing that, and I get, uh, I'm not going to rip Scraby. We've been there when teams have oh, been yeah. one in 15. It's on his father. No, shit, no. He's just trying to <laughs> put it together. You can talk to Matt off the air. I haven't, but I guarantee he'd be like, what the hell am I going to do on this yeah. show tonight? Well, I'll try my best. That's all you can do on 97.3, the Kevin. But it, listen, if you're so goddamn blind that you think this all fell apart because of Mike Clevenger, then you're high. Come on, that's a ridiculous excuse. Here's here's what we've talked about before, too. Going into the season, we knew that there were major question marks. We thought, yeah. obviously, you had answers in that three three guys. We thought in the starting rotation, you had Darvish, Snell, right. and Mesgrove. Exactly. We knew Lamette was like, oh, boy, you know, is he going to be reliable? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Well, Dave, I would go back and say, instead of Musgrove, I would think you thought the, you had the answers in Darvish, Snell, and Lamette. And they clearly mishandled Lamette because now... What did I just say? What did I say? You said Musgrove. Uh, I thought Musgrove was the three guys, and then I said Lamette was the other one, is what I was thinking. But I, I, said th it wrong. I think when we looked at it at the start of the season... You didn't think Musgrove was going to be what he was? Musgrove did exactly what I thought he would do this year. Yeah, time. but I think if we were looking at the top three guys, yeah. thinking in the playoffs you go to three guys, I think we would have looked at it and said, Darvish, Snell, Lamette. They clearly mishandled Lamette the entire year. They wasted him because now... He's good for one inning every two weeks. Well, Dennis Lynn wrote tonight that there are people within the organization that believe he's going to need off-season surgery. He needed that last off-season. I would agree 100%. And then the other fact is, if he's gone, then you probably lose him as a starter when he finished in the top five for the Cy Young a year ago, and now he's Drew Pomerantz. Yes. So, in my opinion, again... Under the watchful eye of A.J. Preller, you wrecked that kid. That was a guy that could have been an impactful starter, and whether it was your medical staff or it was A.J., it was somebody hired by A.J. that mishandled that kid's career. 
So right now, when you look at teams that go into spring training and people goof on, on teams that have a history of doing this that seem to last a long time, whether it's the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Braves, they have more than five possible starting pitchers because they know right. injuries are going to happen. And so like the Dodgers went in this year with eight potential starting pitchers. Guess what? They lost everybody but Walker Buehler at one point. Yeah. Dustin May, right at the beginning of the year, gone. You know, Tony Gonsolin, gone. Kershaw, gone. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Cy Young Award winner. Gone. They depended on Trevor Bauer to be part of the staff for an entire year. Gone in June. And they're going to win 100. They've already won 100. Oh, yeah. Where did they add tonight? And so they have six games to go. So I don't know what the fuck the math is. Okay, so so here's the deal. With with every team in baseball, if you want to prepare to win a world championship, you got to stack it. You just got to. You know injuries are going to happen. Happens to 50% of pitchers end up on the injured list. Always. Yeah. And so for the Padres, they were playing with smoke and mirrors. That's why before the season began, you and I said on this show, 2022 is your best chance because you get Clevenger back. Lamette hopefully would have the surgery. Now they're way behind. You, you, just, you probably lost Lamette. You'll never see Lamette yeah. be what Lamette should have been in a Padre uniform. Uh, John Conniff will be here Wednesday night. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that because I think what they do for Matt Fryers is so good. And listen, when John... Pops in on 1360 or 1090. You get him for five or 10 minutes. He's coming in to hang out. What the what I'm looking forward to, Dave, is not John's opinion on whether AJ should stay or go or Jace Tingler. The guys at Matt Fryers know this farm system as well as anybody. I think you would agree with that. So we have to look at this and say, okay, where are we at? They have elected to trade a bunch of different guys, right? And... Mark Connor gets reassigned. Uh, Ganey gets uh, Grainy, whatever that kid's name is. Sam, uh, mind blocking. But that fucking guy gets moved out. All the guys that are down there are, are getting moved around. And, uh, and we'll ask John, we'll talk about it. We'll go level by level because they go out, man. John, yeah. Kev Charity, Dave J, and a couple of their other guys are out there watching these guys on a regular basis. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. So John's going to come in on uh, on Wednesday and hang with us for the show. And we'll just kind of go through and get his thoughts as we look ahead. Where are they strong? Do they have pitching, right? Is the catching there? Mid-infield, Abrams, Hassel. How good are they compared to other guys that we've seen come up around baseball? And we'll do our best uh, uh, with that show to kind of give you a legit feel for where this organization is from a farm system moving forward. And one of the questions I want to ask them is when they started making trades to bring veterans in to make a run, which yeah. ones hurt? Which ones hurt the organization where you're going to look back and go, damn, that was the tough one to trade away. You know, because we, as I always say all the time, they're prospects. But here's the deal. You're looking at some of these guys. Like that Seattle trade a year ago yeah. has come back to really hurt this organization. Bunch of trades have. Yeah, they, the, yeah, absolutely. Cleveland trades have come back to hurt this organization. Some of the stuff they did in the last 365 has really come back. You're going to go, oh, my gosh, we're watching potential Cy Young Award winners and all-stars. Do you know? Well, I mean, Max Fried is interviewed oh, the other day, right? Ridiculous. Uh, Trey Turner. I mean, their decisions have been made by Preller and his guys that have will haunt this organization yeah. if they don't already. Quantrill's been the best pitch of the American League since the All-Star break. It's funny, Dave, because how many conversations do we have about Quantrill in here? But what Quantrill gave credit to, you saw the quote today, is that he got to Cleveland and they helped him develop. Yeah. They showed him things that he never knew. Yes. Fran Mill? Yeah. Well, I, again, 
this is one of those things that I've said. This is where the organization's behind. And this falls on AJ. The organization uh, yes. is behind the other 29 teams because AJ's either not caught up or doesn't believe in the way things are supposed to go. But as you said, we've heard Quantrill say it. We've heard guys that have gone to other teams that have said it, whether it's the Rays or the Mariners, said the same thing. I mean, they Uriel, no said idea. Renfro, you yeah. saw Ty France. His numbers are crazy. It's like every guy they got rid of. Did you ever watch, this probably goes back 10 years now. Did you ever watch Deal or No Deal? Yeah, of course. With Howie Mandel? Of course. Preller is that guy that had the opportunity, right? Had yes. seven suitcases left and the million dollar suitcase was still up there and they offered him 250000 And Preller with every one of these deals that we talked about, uh, maybe not including Trey Turner because that's when he got here, but it's Quantrill and France yeah. and Fran Mill and fill in the blank on all the other ones. AJ was the guy that said, you know what? We're going to go for it. We're going to go for it because I believe this case that I have right here has the million dollars in it. And as fans, it was exciting. We cheered Rockstar. for it. Rockstar GM, he's going for it. You know what fucking happened, Dave? <laughs> they opened that fucking briefcase this week, and he's got $5 in there. Five fucking dollars. Frame it. That's Asshole. it. And now we're expected to think that his decision-making skills are all of a sudden going to do a 180 turn. There hasn't been one thing that he's done. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go, hey, Cronenworth. I mean, on that podcast that I enjoyed from The Athletic, uh, Britt, really good writer. I, I, I don't know her last name. My apologies. But she's the one that wrote with Ken Rosenthal and another writer. Really, really good in-depth breakdown of what is going on in San Diego. She said that she talked to a member of the Angels front office and the Angels front office members said to her that they still think the Padres have the best talent player for player in the West. I go, well, that's why the Angels are fucked up. <laughs> that's a good point. There's nobody. And Ina Santos said, well, maybe if you go 15, no, no. You can't. No. You have three guys on this team right now. Uh, and you know what? Maybe four. I'll give you the surprise for the fourth one. You have three guys right now on this roster that you look at and you go, yeah, they're absolutely pulling their weight. And that's Machado, Tatis, and Cronenworth. And the fourth guy that I would say is uh, Melanson. Melanson. That's it. Yeah. You feel like Darvish pulled his weight? Hell no. Disappointing here. Snell rallied and then got hurt. Yeah, he had one good month. Paddock. He had one good month as far as as far as uh, Snell goes. I, yeah. No, I, and I'll be honest with you, I expect a lot more from Machado. I know it comes off that I'm a Machado hater. I'm telling you, you for thirty million dollars a year to be make three hundred million dollar contract, I expect more. His numbers aren't what they should be. Hundred RBIs. Who gives a fuck? It's an overrated stat. Oh fuck you! you That's don't what know everybody shit. says. It's an overrated oh, stat. Max Muncy, Max Muncy gets to eighty. You'll be fucking closing Max up Muncy the streets down Max Muncy has like here. thirty six home runs. Overrated. He's not, he's an MVP candidate for Christ's sake. Fuck. Yeah, dude. No. It, you have three guys. Look, uh, there, and Mark Lanson, four, four Macha out of twenty six. Okay. Here, here's here's a couple things. One is I, I went to the Padre Giant game the other day. How'd you go? I got free tickets. B yeah, BK took care of me again. It was fantastic. But I go to the, the idea that people give you free tickets is beyond me. I'm a nice guy. You're a piece of shit. I'm not. I'm a fan. I buy tickets, you oh, fucking Oh, you're turning loser. them down? 
Dude, right. I saw the C2 sat on Thursday. That was ridiculous. Holy cow. Why oh, you sit so, so far fun. away? I didn't buy them. Those are free. Uh, oh. <laughs> How did you get those? Uh, that was what the fuck? What? What's your team. argument? Give me a break. Look. So fun. God dang. What are you, a sophomore in college and shit? So great. We just sat out there with our big bats. Be a, be a grown man and buy some tickets. You can see the field. Look. Did you see our seats uh, Tuesday night where I took Katie? I did. Did she buy those? I bought them. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. So here's here's the deal. What I what I noticed though, and my wife knows nothing about baseball and does not even a baseball fan. But she's like, let's go out. She likes the people watch. So we yeah. go to the game, and I'm explaining the Giants are the best team in baseball. They have the best record. They've had an amazing year, and they've uh, surprised everybody. And so she asked me, "What's the deal with number five walking on and off the field? What's the deal with number three walking on and off the field?" Like she's pointing out guys that just look lazy as fuck. But you watch mm. the Giant guys. Yeah. Hustle on, hustle off. Game, full energy. Padre guys look like they already threw in the towel. I mean, she goes, have the Padres been eliminated yet? I go, no, yes. not technically. I go, technically, here you are, last week of home games. You expect to see good effort, especially against the Giants, a team inside your division where all these Giant fans fill up your ballpark. And then you go to yesterday. And you go, <laughs> yeah. last home shit? game of the year. Off day today. How in the hell is Tatis not starting in the last game of the year? Yeah. Off day to day. That's insane. That that's crazy to me. You could have given him all week off. You could anything. Do it against the Giants. I know it would kill it would kill Padre fans if you did it against the Dodgers. But you don't do it in your last Sunday game. Terrible. That's terrible. You terrible. Get your ass out on the field. That's that's just ridiculous. Lazy. There's some kid out there that loved Tatis that go. There's my chance yeah. to see my hero and yeah. didn't see him. Uh, he pinch hit so with, with the game on the line. Strikes out looking. He didn't have his shoes tied. Uh, it's ridiculous. Jace. I mean, figure it out. And then Jace, hey, I thought it was best to get him, get him off his feet. I wonder if that's what are you t- saving him for? I wonder if that's to T saying I'm not going today. I, I don't know. I really hope it's not. I just think, man, you, you, you missed a chance. These fans filled up that ballpark like crazy this year. Yeah. Everybody bought in. You said you're raising ticket prices for well, next year. Well, why would People we demand anything else? The giveaways are shit. Very frustrating. It's $17 a fucking beer out there. You can't Holy park cow. for under 40 bucks. Yep. But hey, you know what? Fuck it. Everything's fun because <laughs> Clevenger's so coming back. Fucking. It's the most unbelievable bullshit fan base and it's not everybody, but it's enough. And the fact that we don't call these fuckers out, hey, look at the Giants fans. They're winning, assholes. They got three. The Dodgers are winning. Dean Spanos is goddamn undefeated. Oh, dude, look at him. No, he's two and one. Or two and one. Yeah, fuck. Look at Dean. You know, Jesus Christ, man. We're so busy laughing at everybody else that we don't notice how fucked up our own team is. I'll tell you right now, you can save it. Padre fans right now, as far as writing me, because I know you're going to kill me. When the Dodgers do lose to the Cardinals yep, in game one. they're going to. Oh, well, you played one extra game. No, the season was 100% different. Completely Doesn't different. Doesn't matter. Big loss one for you, One extra game. Big it, lo- it, and you better be in here, ready to go. Where I don't the want fuck you- am I going? I'm not I going anywhere. I don't want to hear you saying, hey, I'm not saying shit. I, I got this stomach flu. I'm not <laughs> for, for what? Still spring training? No, dude, of course I'll sit there and eat it. But I think we all agree the Cardinals are going to win this whole fucking thing, just like they did in 2006. Remember when they faced the Padres here? And they're like, Cardinals don't even belong. I think they're wrong, the whole World Series. I think they got hot at the wrong time. I think they're going to They got hot two weeks early? Yeah, I think they fucking lose that one game. And then the Dodgers get you all excited. Oh, my God. You're out here all bouncing up and down, putting your flag in the window. I tell you. (laughs) 
And then, <laughs> you, and then they'll what? fucking kick you right in the nuts. Flag. I tell you what, man, if sports right now are crazy exciting. When we yeah. talk about what's coming up between, for me, NBA, for Jeff Hockey, but the NFL, the games have been so good, you almost feel like oh, it's rigged. Yeah. But baseball, you look at the teams that are about to make the playoffs and you're going, this is insane. Could like, be great. You wouldn't take anybody. You, you, would, you would take the field, right? One oh, team yeah. in the field, oh, yeah. you're taking the field. Anything can happen in these, these playoffs. The sports are absolutely insane and fun and crazy right now. It's disappointing, no joke, where the Padres are. And you, want, you expected a lot more. But this, this team right now has so many problems and yeah. I, I think you, you honestly as i said to you a week ago two weeks ago the water's poison you got to dump so many guys out you got you can't go to spring training and have guys look at the same guys i honestly believe they aren't going to get rid of aj they're just going to sit there and he's going to hire his replacement and your your guy jace is going to be gone dickerson's going to be gone wayne kirby will stay no wayne fired. kirby will be Nobody's here no one's firing wayne kirby but ben fritz will be gone there was there was a, a an incident i want i want to bring up because this is so san diego something extremely sad happened on saturday night at petco park yeah okay and, and i'm sure everyone knows the story by now but it was a mother and their two and her two-year-old son died fell the equivalent of six stories to the street mm-hmm. and you know, last night I go, I got to watch the news. I want to know what happened. Was it a suicide? Was they pushed? Did they slip and fall? What what happened? Mm-hmm. Were you doing the same thing as me? Like wanting to know what the outcome of, of how did this, these people well, they, fall? They covered it Saturday. Pretty, I saw a lot. Um, it was Saturday night. Saturday night's yeah. when it happened. Okay, so the answer as of yesterday was they didn't have a, a straight definition of what happened. They brought the homicide division in. So a friend of mine is retired law enforcement. Okay. And I was talking to him today. He said, yeah, they don't bring homicide in unless they don't bring them in just for fun. They were, so the, the, so basically, they, they believe they were thrown over. No, I don't, I don't know, Dave, that they believe that. I think the fear is that she it, that she may have taken the child. Now, I don't know that. The, it's a very weird story. It's a very heartbreaking story. The news what, stations don't have... A concrete statement on what happened. No, because SCPD hasn't said anything. Yeah. And the problem is what they're trying, what we saw Saturday night, is SDPD has put a call out for anybody that may have been there and may have seen anything. You don't think there are cameras all over Petco Park? I mean, they have to be cameras or everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everywhere. The Omni. Yeah, on the bridge, you would think. Yeah. And I'm sure they have that. Um, it's awful, man. Look, I'll I'll tell you this. I, I've said it. I don't know how old I was. Eight, nine. Woman committed suicide right in front of me. Yeah. I, I can tell you every minute of it right now. Crazy thing, I said it. Thursday, I'm with my buddies. We go out to the game. We're out in right field. We had a blast. We started in the Western Metal Built. We started at uh, Bub's. Then we went out to our seats in right field where it was about 170 degrees out there. <laughs> then we or then we went to Western Metal. Yeah. We went, we t- dude, how about that shithole altitude? We go to fucking altitude for Thursday because we're like, let's go over here, right? How do you have fucking altitude closed on a Thursday afternoon game? And the guys who work up there all think they're the fucking doormen, right, at the rainbow. Calm the fuck down. There's five guys. All we wanted to do was like, Hey, this is cool. We've seen the, oh, no, 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 no. We're closed. Yeah, you're fucking closed for six months. Fuck off. <laughs> Working on fucking Marriott. Biggest bunch of jerk-offs down there. We just laughed at them. Like, they are like they think that uh, they're running just the hottest club in San Diego. It's a Thursday at 4 o'clock, you fuckheads. 
But who the fuck would run that place and go, it's a day game. How are you not open? I'm with you. Uh, because it's San Diego. It's we San do Diego. everything wrong. Fuck that place. Stay out of there. Hundred other fucking places to go downtown. I'll tell you where to go. We went to the hotel bar in the Omni. Okay. And there were probably three bartenders in there just hanging out, little uh, local neighborhood hotel bar. Holy shit, were they great. They were so great and so cool. So, yeah, fuck that altitude. But I will never waste my time going to that shithole again. Even the rats are embarrassed to live up there. <laughs> and uh, and go, go up a block to the Omni. They'll treat you like family. Nice. They treated me. But the point of that being, Dave, is that my buddies and I were heading out, and we were going to go right across that bridge. Yeah. We're going to go across that bridge, and we're going to head to the Omni. And then I was like, hey, let's go check out Altitude. And instead, we circled over, saw Mike Pomeranz, and went down. But I, I don't have any problem with SDPD being incredibly careful on the messaging there. Dave, you have a father that you're at a Padre game. Yeah. On a Thursday afternoon with your wife and your two-year-old Saturday. Uh, oh, the, Saturday, excuse me. I was there Thursday. You're there on a Saturday. You're having fun. And I don't know what happened, Dave. I don't. There's, there's so many different scenarios. I just know I asked a friend of mine, retired law enforcement. They said, yeah, if they're bringing homicide in. But, but it could be that they're covering all bases. Another person said they'd heard a report that maybe the child had started sliding or going over and i have not been on that bridge so i can't tell you well enough what the sides are like if i if we had gone across on thursday i would have been able to tell you and that that was the other story was that the child may have been slipping and the the mother went and and but just no matter what it's just such an incredibly heartbreaking story for that entire family and my gosh man uh, i know dave your heart my heart especially after loss of a child as we celebrated Jake's birthday yesterday. It just goes out to that poor father and, and the entire family. I just, that stuff rattles me to my core. And I just. It was, it was, I mean, insane story. He, he, I started thinking about it and, and I didn't go too deep looking it up. The sad thing is most stadiums and ballparks, there's been a death. Well, you know that? six stories, you, yeah. they, which I, it doesn't feel like that bridge from the Omni is, is that, high? that high. Yeah. But that's what they were saying the the equivalent is. Oh, it's just, uh, again, I, I, it doesn't matter, right? It's not, that's, I, I, not I mean, that's not the story. The story is that a mother and their child are, are no longer with us. They walked into Petco Park and they didn't walk out. And it's just devastating. And yeah. It's a, it, was, it was an amazing, sad story. And you just sit there and go, man, this is crazy that this, this happens when anything like this happens. Again, at a ballpark when you're thinking, this is entertainment. This is supposed to be fun. And then you're going, oh, my gosh, when you hear the story and you're seeing people right. write who say they witnessed or sat in their seat and, and just sat there and cried. Well, I just, I, I just think for, for the dad's ability to hopefully find peace, I just hope that it turns out that it was some kind of incredibly horrific accident and, and just, and that's, that's it. But it's, you know, I spent my day, I was talking, um, was talking to Katie earlier and you know, just wishing her happy birthday. Yeah. We were talking about yesterday and I said, you know, man, I said, this picture to my right was the one I was looking at. Cause it's my favorite picture of you guys. Yeah. 
because uh, just his exact the Alabama game is one Jeff's talking about. Yeah, it's the story I put on social media. It's just, and, and I wrote, uh, I did the screen capture of Jake's um, tweet from yeah. that time. Amazing picture of the big three. <laughs> and And my comment at the time was so tragic because every time I brought it up to him, he just made himself out to be more of a victim. Yeah. And I loved it. I just said, hey, listen. I, I always got your back. You can always go. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And this picture to this day, because that fucking guy made me laugh so much. That's what I tried to do yesterday, even though my heart breaks for your entire family. And I miss my friend. That's why I said to Katie today is that at his uh, shortly before, when did you guys go to New York? Went to New York in 2018. No, I know, but what what time of year? It was it was right. It was basically around now. It was around September twentieth, twenty eighteen. Yeah. So there was a Canelo fight, and uh, and Jay Kent made it, and I said, "Hey man, let's go watch the fight." I came down here, picked yeah. him up, and I fuck man, I just started telling him everything, all oh, the shit that had gone on and shit that I had dealt with, and and it was funny, man. It's like you could look in and. In that moment, you could kind of see like he was like, oh, fuck. And we laughed and talked about crazy shit that, I mean, he'd lived a pretty wild life. We talked about that shit. I talked about mine. We went to to Cali. And I felt, I told you, man, I texted you and, and Josh yeah. and Rita. And I was like, man, this was a really, really good night. And then a month later, he was gone. And what's hard for me, Dave, and, and I mean, not is his birthday was yesterday. Yeah, the 26th. Erica's birthday is a week from tomorrow, yeah. the 5th. And two young people with so much life to live, such an amazing impact that they made on all of us who loved each one of them. But as I said to a bunch of people today, um, Erica made the decision to go. Yeah. Jake didn't. No. Jake didn't. And I still think there's a misconception out there that Jake took his own life, which no. he didn't. I hope any of you that listen to this show know it. But I just, I don't, I never text you guys on that day because there's nothing you can say. The only yeah. thing I did was just put that picture out because it's the only thing I'd rather laugh than cry. And uh, yeah, man, it's just the timing of it with with the 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 incident at Petco. Yeah. And then Jake's birthday being yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday would have been what, 23? 23. Holy fuck. Yeah, it would have been 23. And it was weird because 21, obviously, is a big year for so many people. And to see all of his friends turn 21 was a hard year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, for us, um, we didn't realize till the first year the birthday is the hardest day. You know, we're is like, it? yeah, oh, pff, not even close. The hardest day is his birthday, not his death. It's, you, you just remember the excitement and the day he was born. And you and I were on there, yeah. you know, we're doing, doing, doing Padre talk on the air while the Padres were in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. And uh, they're wrapping everything up in 98. And it was a big year, and you and I were working like crazy. And I remember I left the – I left right after he – you and I were doing the pregame. Rita called during the show, said the baby's coming. Are you coming to this thing? Remember that? And then we left the pregame. But he was born. I came back. I did the postgame with you the same day. So crazy. And so we we went through the whole thing. But, yeah, the the birthdays – I can't even be let that happen. I don't care for me not let you. Like I didn't have, have a day fucking off. clue. Yeah, or so it, it was ridiculous. It was, and none of that. Hell, I should have won. God dang, at least employee of the month. Fuck, I didn't God even get damn. a parking spot. 
She called in and she said her water broke. And yeah. You told her to get to the garage. We just had the carpet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Always thinking ahead. That probably ruined you. Your yeah. chance to win employee of the month. That's but, probably all right, right. Go ahead. So, um, so here's the deal. Every day, there's a point in the day, every single day since he passed, where your breath is just taken away. Like someone just punched you in the chest and you don't know when it's coming. You don't feel it coming. It just, all of a sudden you can't breathe. Yeah. Every day. Well, on the 26th of September, it feels like every moment's that moment. You can't breathe all day. You're just so crushed. And then um, my wife wakes up every day at five in the morning. I didn't sleep at all going from the 25th to the 26th. I was just like up. Yeah. And then five o'clock goes, she doesn't get up. Six o'clock, she's not up. And then I just knew this is how it's going to go. She's not leaving that bed. She's going to stay in bed all day, which is what she normally does. Yeah. It's brutal when, for for to watch the the mother struggle, and every day is a struggle. So um, eight thirty comes, she's still in that bed, and I'm going to go coach um, a group of twelve year olds that I just started coaching. It was the first tournament, and uh, the guy I coached with said, "Hey, why don't you take the day off to stay with Rita?" Nice. And I said, "You know what? Uh, Jake would have wanted me to go," and and I I left, and so. I go to, to the games were in Santee. I'm in Santee and I'm waiting for us to start playing for the game in front of us to end. And all of a sudden a kid walks in with a Bears uniform on that's older. And I look at him and I'm like, you aren't playing today. What are you doing here? And he goes, I, I just came to watch. And oh, then nice. here comes another kid. Oh, and, and no way. Kid, another kid. I had no idea that all these kids were going to come in. And How many did you have? A bunch of them came in, and we had we had two games going on, one in Spring Valley and, and the younger ones there, but I, I had no idea what was happening. It was arranged by friends of ours, and all these kids came in just to say, Coach, we're here for you. Love it. And uh, they all hugged me and you know told me they loved me and, and through the whole thing, and the kids had the JP on the yeah. side of their hats for Jake, and Jake coached a lot of those kids. And so I was amazed. And then I started getting pictures of the other game of a moment of silence. And then this game that I coached, they did a moment of silence for Jake too. Nice. And um, all that was great. And then we ended up losing the game. And um, we always try and go to Cali Comfort on Jake's birthday because that's where, you know, you you and Sean were with him uh, when we were in New York. And they named the sandwich after Jake. And Sean has been great remembering him and and, uh, as you have. And so we... We got Rita out. Someone picked her up, took her, nice. and made it to uh, made it to Cali Comfort. We had a, the the Jake sandwich at Cali Comfort, and then it was right back home, and it was straight to bed again. She never left that bed. Yeah, and uh, it was bad. I was looking through social media. I wasn't going to answer any phone calls. I answered one from a friend of mine who was struggling, and when she called, I was like, "This might be an emergency." Yeah, and sure enough, her son's going through the same battles that. Jake's going through, Fuck. which okay. I was like, I'm glad I answered the phone. But yeah, I was going through social media a little bit. Did you go through his? Josh uh, handles posts still from his. Did, but did you see, if you look, it's, like the second it, picture on Jake Picks is him just giving Rita like a bear hug. I didn't see it. It's I, fucking I didn't see it. great. The one that got me is why I put my phone away the rest of the day was Josh. Josh's post. Yeah. Josh did when a they post. When little. Yeah. And I, I completely fell apart. And so... Yeah. Um, and that's what gets me the most is, is thinking where Josh misses out, you know, he's now he's yeah. a s- single child and, and he's not going to have a best man at his wedding and everything that's coming that really bothers me. But, um, when I saw his post, I, I didn't touch my phone basically the rest of the day. I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't look at it it's too hard as, as it is. So we, um, you know, we, we went, we, we had the sandwich, we came back. Um, I watched, I, I watched a little bit of football 
with the volume off while she was sleeping right next to me. And yeah, that was, that was the day, man. It was, it's the whole day, you know, sucks. It sucks every year. And it's one of those where you just feel so exhausted. And even though you aren't doing anything, you just feel like you just can't, can't breathe. You can't move forward. And I know uh, at one point Rita got up and went into his room and pulled out every picture she ever had of Jake and just pulled them all out. And there were thousands of pictures that she just stared at. And, you know, that one picture where he's so little, yeah, such a cute little guy, and she's holding him up, right? Yeah, and then at the end, it's him holding her yeah, up. Yeah, it's funny. But it's just like it's funny, man, because you you look back and people say, "Hey, how are Dave and Rita?" Doing? Well, that, how, yeah. it's it's a it normal never, question. There's just not a right answer. It, it's what we say all the time. It's a void that never changes. Yeah, doesn't get bigger. Uh, I'm probably yesterday it does. Yeah, but then it's. You know, Dave, we we talk about it in here because Halloween comes up, and you remember when he was a little dude dressing up, right? All his different yeah. little Halloween costumes. Every parent remembers it, and then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas, and then it's uh, and I I skipped right over October thirtieth. Yeah, he passed the day before Halloween. Well, yeah. this year it's even a little bit tougher. This year um, it's scheduled in the court, but it's been moved uh, as again. It was supposed to be October first. November 5th is when we go face-to-face with the guy that yeah. admitted to, to murder, and that's what he's on. He's on a murder charge it's for just, giving him uh, fentanyl. Yeah, I mean that. And, and that will be, that's exactly three years to the day that the funeral was, is the day I wow. faced that guy in court. And so that's when I get to sit there and tell him everything I've gone through for three years and what you did to this family. Yeah. And uh, I don't hear, I mean, my feeling is, I don't give a shit what he has to say. You know, my thing no. is, dude, whatever, how many years you're getting, his mom and I got life, you know? Yeah. So fuck off. Well, you know? and, and listen, I know I know people mean well when they say, hey, that guy, karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch if you have a soul. Yeah. And people that do shit like that and do terrible things, they don't have a soul. It doesn't impact them. They're just fucking shitty people. And the quicker that fucker dies a miserable death it doesn't bring jake back it doesn't put him at the end of the couch it doesn't have him telling stories and and just genuinely making us laugh and bringing a balance into this room and and into a lot of people's lives but but i think you would agree but it's it's one thing because as parents we're always biased of our kids but it's simple for me to say it what was in front of him were better days and that's the hardest thing to come to we we were there and knew when Jake was struggling, and you go, shit, I, I know you've said it. I, I don't think there was ever a time where his passing would have been the answer, but there were so many days where he was dealing with an inner turmoil that I know you and Rita and, and Josh were trying everything you could to find the root of it, and it just was an yeah. immense struggle. There were plenty of days and years that I wouldn't have been surprised. This one caught us off guard because, right. as, as you used the phrase, you're the first one to say it. He was winning it then. He was. The last year of his life, he was 100% winning. He was. And and I knew it because we had talked to him that night about uh, we were putting the suicide prevention thing together. Yeah. Amazing, right? Like what happened a few short months later with Erica and just talking to him. And that night, what we talked about for hours, he and I, for hours on end was I kept saying, look, man, you have a story. You, you won. Yeah. Like everything that you've gone through to this point, you, you shouldn't have won. The odds were not in your favor no. and look where we are tonight. And I said, 
they can bring me in and and I've never been there. I didn't I never attempted suicide. I never was close to it. So I surely wouldn't say anything out of respect to people like Jake that had and had survived it. And I said, dude, tell your story because there's gonna be one person in there, uh, Jake, that you're gonna connect with. And I, I started talking to him, Dave, about shows coming in here when I had moved out and I was broken and everything was just done. And I said, dude, all of a sudden I felt like I connected with one guy and it gave me the energy to come back tomorrow. And then it was two people and a handful more. And then all of a sudden you're rolling. I said, just, I go, just take my word for it. I know what I'm talking about. You're going to connect with somebody. And then I said, but they want you, Che Hernandez wants you to speak at this thing. And I go, dude, you're, you're really good. As we saw in the YouTube video that you put out yesterday, which was fun when he recorded that video that I put out for anyone who saw it. One, number one, I had no idea he was recording it. Two, yeah. it was a one take deal. You're the one that um, said to him, "Hey, you you can expand your message on this thing." Yeah, and uh, he was in. He was he, yeah, he, he, he was, was in. great. And so, um, yeah, when I posted, I was like, most years I'll post pictures. Everyone has seen pictures of Jake, and I said, "I'm gonna post this." Now, I, and again, the right. message might have been uh, confusing because again, he didn't die by suicide. Um, but uh, that was his battle. That was his demon for for years. But he, the the cool thing was, and I have friends right now that are battling hardcore drugs. Yeah. Until they admit that they want to get better, they just can't get better. The cool thing was, at that time, three years ago, he was like, yeah, I I, I want to be better and I want to help other people get better. And I remember joking with him that night, talking about that suicide prevention uh, walk. I said, look, man, um, I'm going to be right at right off the stage. I said, I'll introduce you. I'll be right there. And I said, you got this. And I said, oh, yeah. I think Lee Sand will be right there. Too. Oh, what? Okay, now, listen, I'll be there. No, she'll be there, and it was immediately no more about me. But he he was ready to go, and that's the thing, man. I just I tell you, Dave, I, I say it every year on this show. Three years ago, he changed from being your son to being your son and being my friend. Yeah, and his void, it's just like fuck. It's 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 just like for everybody. So I hope what you and Rita and Josh and everybody in your family your mom, your sister, and everybody on, on Rita's family knows is just how many people have you in their thoughts and prayers every day. Not yeah, just, I, I not just Jake's birthday, but, but every day because they see it, they know it, they've heard it, and as much as you're full of shit on baseball, <laughs> uh, they they genuinely love the Palais family. So yeah, man, we no, we have a tough we, one. we definitely have great friends. We, we feel it every year. We feel it almost on a daily basis. I will tell this, you know, on as far as friends go, man, our friends have have definitely been there. Family's been been a disappointment. Really, family. The Do you people- think it's because they don't know what to say? I'm not making excuses. It's lazy. Know. Really, it's fucking lazy. It's it's lazy. It, and uh, and um, I mean, it's as personal as can be. But look, I can take a lot the the way I look yeah. at it. My wife could use the help. The fact yeah. that you have siblings that live within five miles of here that don't pick up the phone or don't even check on a regular basis. Yeah. 
is amazing to me. You know, the fact that you have family members that ask for, for favors for things when it comes to uh, getting them somewhere, you know, because of someone we might know. But you can't call. You can't check in. It just, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But as I said, the people I've chosen to be in my life have been outstanding. Yeah. The people I was born with, uh, very disappointing. That, that The sucks. people she was born with, very disappointing. And so that's, that's, that's a whole other issue. But um, I'm, I'm 100% fine with the people I've chosen and surrounded myself with. And, and so is she. And so is Josh. Um, you know, two, two things I, I want to mention. One is... Jake used to do this thing to me and it drove me fucking crazy. Like I hated it. The number one thing I, I couldn't stand was Jake would always do the what if game. And I hate the what if mm-hmm. game. And, and he would, we'd be in the car and he'd say, what if we came home and opened the door and sugar had eight puppies. And I'd go, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I go, dude, number one, you know, she's been fixed Two, She's afraid of every other dog. So she's yeah. not hooking up with anybody. You know, why waste my time Eight with your puppies. what ifs? Yeah, he'd just pull the what ifs all the time. And I go crazy with that. And he, I think he just did it to drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. And I literally would tell him, shut the fuck up. And, but I find myself, Jeff, on a regular basis. And I playing do, the what if game. I'll, what if he walked in the door? What oh, if he walked fuck. down the stairs? Yeah. And, and that's, that's it over and over again that he got the last joke on me because I do the what if game all the time keeps him alive and man. uh it's it's so depressing at the same time but I, I received a couple messages from people that i haven't talked to since he graduated from high school and i know they were at his funeral and people that have, have reached out who said smaller kids who went to, he went to high school with yeah who literally had the same message saying having jake as my friend meant a ton because i knew going through high school <clears throat> that i was going to be okay yeah. Meaning that everyone oh, knew yeah. I was friends with Jake and nothing bad was ever going to happen to me because I was friends with Jake. Jake had my back and everybody knew I was untouchable. Didn't matter that I was five foot two and 112 yeah. pounds. Jake was my friend and everyone knew not to pick on me. And so when I got those messages, it made me feel good that Jake always looked out for the underdog, which is 100% true. 100% true. His, his God, he had the ability to fucking make me laugh at a different level because he and I shared a common bond in torturing you. Yeah. We enjoyed that. You guys that a ganged lot. up on me all By the time. By the way, the Raiders are 3 and 0. Yeah, and they th- went on Jake's birthday. Yeah, I was thinking I that yesterday watching that game. So I I swear to God, Dave, the funniest fucking shit that idiot ever did. Well, the I will never repeat the joke that he said in here. I just ran him out of here. But Josh sent me the video and it's still on my phone. But this picture to my right which I always talk to Josh. It's, it's an amazing picture of Josh leading his team on the field to Alabama. Yeah. And if you remember when you got that picture, we were in Bubba's garage. Yeah. Or you had it. You brought it up to show me. Yeah. And, and Jake, Jake was with you. And you show. This picture is outstanding. We talk yeah. about it all the time. I love it. But this fucking idiot is the funniest guy ever. Because you go, man, I look at this picture. And it's just outstanding. I mean, it's my son, and he's playing on my favorite team. I think it's probably the favorite thing I own. And there's this long pause. And he goes, thanks, Dad. (laughs) 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 He and I, it's just fucking around. Yeah, I know. It's like... It's like the picture you posted yesterday, the one where Josh and I look like we're... Every time I, we're, I'd ask him, he, he got more of a victim. Dude, that son of a bitch. We were at the LSU-Alabama game, 
And we're there for like eight hours walking around. And we said, let's get in a picture on the field. Yes. He goes, fuck it. How many pictures are we going to take? And he just disappears. And so Josh and I said, fuck it. We're going to take a picture. Yes. We take the picture. Did not realize. Look how for, happy you two are. Yeah. Did not realize for years that Jake's like 26 rows up in the background in the picture by himself. <laughs> so it's all three of us are in the picture. But I honestly got, I had no idea he was in the picture until he pointed it out. Amazing picture of the big three. Yeah. <laughs> He's 26 rows away. We're on the field. It's what, he, it's what he tweeted or put on Instagram. And I just wrote, so tragic. <laughs> but, yes, because as soon as he told the story, you and Josh lost your shit. Yeah. But I only believed his version. So anytime I would see him, what happened here? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucking guys. Oh, why'd you go up there so we could take the picture without you? It's just always the fucking victim. Oh, my God, that fucking kid, dude. But, yeah, when he said, oh, shit, because he knew. Yes. Every time, anytime he could play the victim, thanks, Dad. I just fucking, you're like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean. I do, Mr. Perfect. And he's not, like, don't anybody take that like he was seriously no, upset. No, he was always a smart ass. Just because he knew. I yeah. ate that shit up and it drove Dave nuts. Fuck. That was it. Yeah, I hope he uh, I hope he and Shuggy, wherever they were, had a good day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Talk about the, mo- you know, his funeral. If that doesn't let him know the impact that he had on people, right? That was that was amazing. And that was, I know we've said this on the show, but if you're new to the show, Jake, when he was going through a tough time, used to say all the time, if I died, nobody would care. Nobody would come yeah. to my funeral. And then all of a sudden, it was like standing room only. It was great. It was insane how many people showed up. And it was, it was just the opposite of everything he used to tell me all the time when he was at his lowest point. Uh, one quick thing on that, too. Just one quick note on that. So... Uh, the Palais family was incredibly nice and asked me to speak at that. And it was an honor, even though it was incredibly hard for everything going on. But if you guys remember, shortly before that, we had done our charity event on yeah. August the 1st. And we had talked, like, it was like Dave and Jeff's Charities. And I say this all the time. It feels like I just hated that name because it felt like, put that right there. Fire that on right there. Best movie ever. Uh, uh, it felt like a fucking glee club, right? And so I remember just telling Jake stories that I wanted to do something um, to honor my friend that I knew you would never ask to do, that Rita would never ask to do, and that Josh would never ask to do. But I was like, well, fuck it. I kind of ran point on the shit that we did for August 1st, so yeah. I'm just going to assume it. And the point of that is that's when we changed from our incredibly stupid Dave and Jeff Charity's name to Jake's Projects. Yeah. And I mentioned that because so many of you, and I'm looking at you, Billy, continue to yeah. send donations. We have it. Everything has been locked down. I know you guys all understand because of COVID, but just understand. Dave's talked about it. I've talked about it. Um, it's incredibly important to me and to the Palais family that we not only honor Jake's legacy the right way, but for all of you that have believed in us as a licensed 5013C, that we do it the right way. So just understand that as those donations come in, uh, we're a little type A, and we're finding the right ways so that your monies go to help kids that need it 
in yes. in Jake's name. So thank you to everybody who Stevie Verismo. I think we just yeah. saw. I mean, checks come in. True. And KUSI has given me an opportunity to talk about it the last couple of weeks. I got yeah, a chance to do great. it the other day with Julian. Well, Julian came on. Uh, as they asked me, they said, "Do you want to bring bring us back already? We're just on yeah. a few weeks ago." And they go, "Different audience, different hosts." You know, yes. And so, I was, so absolutely, I wasn't going to turn that down. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's been fantastic. Again, it's a nonprofit, a chance to uh, to help kids. And, and as we, we want to point out too, is that through uh, through mental illness as well. So, I had a guy who's a former Padre who tracked me down on Saturday. Who um, Bruce Hurst. You know what? I don't know if you remember the name. Uh, if you're a big time Padre fan for years, you would remember the name because I had to, I had to look him up myself. And you and I were actually around him. I just don't remember. Okay. Do you remember the name Ray McDavid? Oh, absolutely, outfielder. Yes, and he was rated as one of the top yes. players, and he ran into hard times, much like oh, Jake. Oh fuck! And I saw him. He tracked me down the other day, and he goes, "He wants to be associated with it." And he goes, "I'd love the chance to go to schools and talk to kids and tell them what what my battles were." And He's umpiring now, oh, that's and cool. uh, he said he just got back into baseball, but he found out what we were doing. He goes, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's what our kind of our call to help. You guys out there know the organizations where they make it about the kids. And, man, I'm telling you, Dave, you, 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 you run into organizations or leagues at all different levels, and you want to believe it's about the kids, and then you find out ultimately it's about the coaches. Yeah. And it's insanely frustrating. But I know Dave knows, Rita knows, Josh knows, Katie, Sean Walchef. Uh, who else is on our board? Who Christy. I, Christy. Ro Rowan. Rowan. Kyle Pfluger. Um, Jim Trotter is actually on the board. Yeah. Everybody that has been great, somebody out there knows – that there's a program somewhere that is doing it right. Giving kids a chance to believe in themselves through athletics to go out and compete. And ultimately it's not about, Hey, did we win or did this kid get to play because his parents do this or that? It's just the opportunity to go out and be part of something fun to build a little self-confidence and give them the chance to say, yeah, I played. Yeah. And, uh, if you know that, who that is, God damn, please let us know. Because I, for my voice, that's what I want us. I yep. want us to find those kind of organizations that are doing it the right way for kids, especially maybe it's kids that are, are fighting a little bit of a struggle and they really are putting the kids number one and anybody else a distant second. And if you know of them, Please let us know, and the board will uh, get together because, yeah, it's going to start moving quick. Absolutely. we got to spend Billy's this is, money. This is our opportunity. Again, jakesprojects.org, you can do all that. I do want to say this. I met Dave Scott the other day. No kidding. Did dude, he have the I felt, black jacket on? Of course he did. Dude, I felt so bad, dude. Because of what you said to I, him? I did. About him, not to him, but about him on the show. And I got to tell you, Jeff, he was such a nice guy. That's what I've heard by everybody. He, he was so nice. He, uh, he came up to me. I mean, he was about to do the weather and he, right before he came, went on, he said, uh, Lauren Finney says to me, by the way, Dave, I'm a big Dodger fan. So she, so, so Dave goes, let me tell you a story. He goes, didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad, but the one thing I remember most, he took me up for a doubleheader. And he goes, Sandy Koufax pitched game one, Don Dreisel pitched game two. How fucking and old it, is Dave? I don't know. He's 80? older. 
And he goes, it was maybe the greatest day ever with my dad. He started tearing up. Really? And then he had to do the weather right then. But, dude, he couldn't have been nicer. And I felt so guilty for... Did you tell him what you said? No. I took a shot at him. Didn't know him. I felt terrible. You and Dan Williams got me in check, though, on that. That was a horrible deal. Didn't but just, couldn't have been... Who else did you meet over there? Paul would have been there. Paul Paul, Paul did the interview with us. Oh, fuck Paul, How great is Rudy? Paul, Lauren, and uh, and Dave Scott, and Tom, Tom, little Tommy, who put it together. But it was uh, extremely nice. Got a chance to uh, go on there. Mike Costa kills me on that Dude, station. That fucking video. Jeez, do, you, do you see that son of a bitch? I'm in the I graph now with the devil horns. Yes. I love that he ruins you on there. Jeez. It's the best. I said, if Mike ran for mayor, I'd vote for him. Because <laughs> he's the only guy who speaks the truth in this town. He's the only guy. Other than me, said, you got to fire Preller. If, little... I fire, if they fire Preller, Dave, I'm the only guy who said it. Right? You, you said they're going to fire him. I said they wouldn't. I, I, that's I, but, not based on any no. sources. I'm just saying it's time for us yeah. to rattle the cages and get him the fuck I, out. I couldn't agree more. I just don't think they God do. Damn, I think Sidler doesn't Cannon. have the ball. Diane Cannon looks great. Mama mia. I don't think has the balls to do it. All right. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. I said some horrible things to Dan Williams today. <laughs> yes, he did. Again. And so Dan Williams, again, is, is a guy who does great things also. Right now, is he still on his bike running across the country? I believe no, he, he is. No, he probably fell because he said he hoped <laughs> a kid threw a pine cone at him. He dislocated his shoulder. Terrible. I, did. I hope that he wrecked on his bike. Because he was talking shit. He's raising money for charity. He God, always Dan, is. Dan's always doing Dan? great things. Dan's always doing great things with money. He wants to do great things with your money. He wants to get you out of debt. He wants to help you buy a home. I mean, talk about a good guy. Look, so many people are stressed out with debt and their credit score. I heard a guy talking about it yesterday, about his credit score. Uh, and I said, that's funny. Jeff brings this up all the time, too. Yeah. This is where Dan Williams can help you out. Why wait any longer? Call Dan Williams at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. It is as important as any decision uh, that I made. And the sad thing is I wish I would have made it a long time ago because, and listen, this is really important for parents too. And you probably, ah, uh, is it the conversation that you're having with your kids about their credit score? Because I wish, and, and listen, I'm responsible for everything I've done in my life. I don't point the finger at anybody, but nobody in school ever talked no. to you about how to balance a checkbook or establish a credit score and, and take your credit seriously because the impact that it can have on you and your be life. be aware of the credit cards they're going to send you with a 23% interest rate when you're yes. 18. Yeah, all that shit that happens. And it's the reason why we were able to refinance our condo. And people would go, why would you refinance your condo uh, right now when you're in the middle of a divorce. I said it worked out great because my ex-wife is about 18 months away from buying a house. When she buys a house, I take the condo back over. And when I take the condo back over, because of the job done by Dan and his team, we refinance. Our mortgage payment is like $1,100. Yeah. I'm not going to find that anywhere else. And then the ultimate goal is that my ex will take her house and I take the condo and it would be passed down to our kids. And we worked together, and Dan's team couldn't have made it easier. But it started with the fact that she had a high credit score, I had a high credit score, and then everything fell into place. If yours isn't there right now, you can get it there, 858-688-6813. Brian Curry's who you want to talk to right now through this housing market. Again, it is very, very confusing. Everybody sees the big dollar signs if you sell. Well, what happens if you sell? Where do you go? What do you possibly do? Can you get the most amount of money for your home? How long will this market last, and how high will it go up? 
Brian Curry's the guy to answer all those questions for you. Again, he knows San Diego better than anywhere else. If you're looking for a home, he can help you get it. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way to go. And you know what, Dave? I've, I've talked a lot about maybe taking over the condo. Yeah. But a friend of mine today said, hey, look at this guy. Do you want this dog? Look at that dog. This little dog named Shadow. That's Perfect. Shadow. And I said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go get Shadow, and Shadow and I are going to go on the road. I love I'm going to do this show from the road, <laughs> and me and Shadow are just going to travel. We'll do a travel blog and the podcast from the road. Because I'm going to tell you. That fucking, <laughs> How old is Shadow? Shadow's like five months in a okay. spaz. Just a complete fucking spaz. Do you remember in The Jerk? You should name the dog Shithead. Yeah. Look at that little <laughs> shit. That's a, a beautiful dog. A little... A friend of mine's like, hey, you want this dog? It's a complete spaz. Now, the fact that the dog is in Tyler, Texas, is a little bit of a problem for me right now. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go down. The last book that was written was John Steinbeck, mid-60s, Travels with Charlie. Great book. Highly recommended for anybody. Looking for a little pick-me-up. And uh, me and Shadow are just like going to hit the road. All we're going to do, go to the local five and dime. We're just going to pick up every chick working today. <laughs> Put him shotgun. He's only going to be about 12 pounds when he's done. I go, the fuck, that's great. And the girl who owns it's like, hey, this will be great. We'll go together. It's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> you stay behind. I told her, I've seen that movie. She's like, what? I go, don't worry about it. Give me the mutt and move out of the way. We got work to do. So uh, the point of all that being is, I may take over the condo. Yeah. Or I might just I might just hit the road. Take me about two years, I think, to grow a beard like you got right now. <laughs> and uh me and Shadow will be out hitting the road. So like if it. not, I'll keep the condo or I'll sell it through Brian Curry and then I'll check in with you guys from Big Sky Country. I like it. I like it. That's cool. Taylor made pools. Again, Alan Taylor's your guy to get you that perfect pool. What are you waiting for? Nothing better than a pool in your backyard. So many people have taken our advice. Christmas time's in a few months. This is where you sit down with the family and go, look, let's cut out the gifts. Let's go one big gift for the entire family. We're going pool. You won't remember what we got you anyway in December. Let's remember that pool and create memories in our backyard. Taylor May Pools, that's what you need to do. Call Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452. People ask me for this number all the time. 619-449-4452. It's starting to feel a little bit like fall out there. Felt like it all day today in North County. Feels like it tonight, but you know what? In Southern California, that doesn't change the fact it's always pool weather. Yes. Right? You can go You're out right. to the backyard. You got that TV. You fire up Heaven Can Wait like Dave and I are watching. Greatest movie ever. And you just relax in the pool. Maybe you do a little bit of grilling. You have uh, you play a little Marco Polo. Marco! Neighbors are like yelling, Polo! It's fucking, fucking great. everyone up here. Yeah, you're waking everybody up and shit. Who cares, right? <laughs> Fuckers are only worried about getting up on the fourth floor to get your picture taken in the fourth inning. What do you give a shit? Shut up. Get your goddamn priorities straight. But for the rest of you that got a goddamn brain in your head, maybe a tailor-made pool. The rest of those dipshits all fucking trying to get a pass to the five-star motel up in Oceanside. Hey, you think we can use their pool? Step aside. <laughs> winners here only not you preller and winners choose tailor-made pools kyle fluker is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to fixing your website or building a brand new website kyle's done ours again we just mentioned jakesprojects.org dave and jeff show.com he's the best look call kyle right now i believe he's back from hawaii is he 
Not so sure. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Who lived a better life, Kyle Pfluger or Leo Farnsworth? <laughs> Kyle's going to live to 105. He's in zero stress. Zero. Hey, guys. You know why he loves us? Because we haven't done shit for our own website. We don't write any blogs. Remember when JoJo and Glenn Geffner yeah. used to write blogs? Quit. Those guys fell right off. Quit. And so he's like, ah, screw it. Let's go to uh, Tahiti. Travel. Mount Kilimanjaro. I was thinking of JoJo today. When, yeah. when they're talking about the Padre injuries, like the Clevenger thing. Yeah. And they start saying, what's the deal with this medical staff? If I'm JoJo, don't put that shit on us. Yeah, fuck, it's not us. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck face. Don't deflect, AJ. Yeah. Get a haircut. I put that picture of a preller yesterday. Because <laughs> every guy that listens to Coach's show, the Buzzy Bavese forgot more fucking baseball than this hippie ever knew. It's his fucking guy. You know what? If he worried about enough about his fucking rotation as he did about his jump shot, maybe we'd be decent. Comb your fucking hair dirty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, coaches shows on fire, but uh, <laughs> but your website can look good, man. As soon as Flukes gets back, what do you think Flukes' passport looks like? It's probably no a lot of stamps, huh? No kidding. <laughs> yeah, lives a good life. Fuck his cubs are shit. Might as well get out. Yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going September 27th. We're going with Warriors coach and former Del Mar resident Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. These people all share a birthday with Katie Temple. Yes. Steve Kerr, I'm going to say, is 59. 56. That's it? That's it. Uh, 40 million. 35. Not, not bad. Good for him. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm going to say 52. 49. Oh, right. Great body and shallow hell. It just seems cool. I don't know about that. Dude, she's great in all the... You don't watch any of the Marvel movies. No, but she took a shot at the United States and just... I don't know, man. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to stay with my last number, $40 million. $150 million. God damn, no kidding. Good for her. $150 million. How about that? Wow. Little Wayne. You know Little Wayne is? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, fuck, this one's... This is where Jake fucked up my phone, by the way. I got 8 million Little Wayne songs on my phone somehow. 44? 39. Okay. Uh... 150 million. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And the yeah. last one is meatloaf. <laughs> Overrated as fuck. Fuck yeah. I'm going to say he's 67. 74. God damn. 2 million. 40, <laughs> $40 million. 40 million. Dude, I, I tell you what, I had two tickets and parking offered to me Saturday and I knew I'd regret not going to kiss. How'd you not go? Dude, I was going to call you up and say, you want to go to the shit? Yes. You want the best? You want to see the best? Yes. Jimmy Ben Corwin. I dude, love that I know. Steve took both. Dude, I thought that was cool as hell. I was so jealous and I, I was just tired and I was like, fuck, I'm going to be really pissed that I didn't go see this show. Because I've wanted to go since I was eight. Dude, I've seen them three times. Damn They're it. so fun. Damn it. I wanted to but go. But dude, I, how about, how sad is it? Jimmy B got in for six bucks. I know. It didn't look like there was anyone in the grass either. No. Like, it looked it empty as shit. moved everybody up. Paul Stanley didn't sound too bad from what I saw. Yeah. Jim, we got to work with Jim on his video. Yeah, no shit. He shows him coming down, and then right as they fire up the guitar, his video ends. 
Gene Simmons did a smart move. I would do it 100% if I was one of these guys. I would mention the city as many times as I could. They kept saying Chula Vista. Yeah, 8 million times. Chula Vista. Dude, his best move was keeping guys in the Ace Fraley and Peter Chris makeup. Yeah. Because remember, Eric Carr changed. Yeah. And did Vinnie Vincent change? Or one of those guys? Yeah, I thought so. I thought but, so. But now, whoever the drummer is now, whoever the other guitar player is now, for anybody coming in... They yeah, just think it's no, Ace Frehley and no Peter Chris. Idea. Yeah, you have no idea. Dude, those guys, say what you want, right? Yeah. Brilliant. Damn. I hope those guys had fun. How about this? Yeah. Did you see clips of the Stones last night? I didn't. So Stones played St. Louis okay. last night. Uh, Jagger on Howard Stern Wednesday. Okay. But they're taping it at 10.15 in the morning our time, or it'll be on live, one fifteen for anybody listening on the East Coast. A guy called in today, and fuck, I don't know if he's telling the truth, but it sounded like it. He said, dude, those guys went into rehearsal for a month and ran 80 songs through because they kind of changed it by the city. Now, looking at the set list from last night, it looked like they played all the hits. Jagger's 78, Dave, and sounded fucking great. That's amazing. So Ronnie Wood, Keith Richards looked yeah. great, um, and Steve Jordan on drums. They said they played paid tribute to Charlie Watts a lot throughout the night. Oh, but I'll cool. see him... Uh, Three weeks from last night. Good deal. And you're going to the Rams-Cardinals game I'm on Sunday? I'm at the Rams-Cardinals game Sunday, so we'll be back here Monday. No, Monday. From- I'm doing Monday Night Football. I'm going oh, to the Raiders-Chargers. Oh, maybe nice. we'll not get a good show on Saturday if you want. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. And then, um, yeah, that works. But I'm really looking forward to seeing SoFi. Yeah, I'll be there. Dude, that works. Yeah. I can come down here Both of Saturday. us, after we do our, our SoFi tour, we talk about it, what we saw, what we liked. Yeah, I like that. And then... Um, and then the following week, yeah, first Kings game, and then Stones, uh, what is it, three weeks from last night. Oh, that's awesome. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Very, okay. very random, all right? Have you ever been cuffed and put in the back of a police car? Have not, ever. It's one of my great fears. Yeah. I've never been uh, cuffed. Now, I will say this. My buddy Rick Piner, who was the guy that climbed on top of the tank yeah. and took that guy out, Offered me numerous opportunities to go for a ride along, including in the helicopter, and I never took him up on it. And uh, Rick was great. No, thankfully, no. Have you? I was cuffed for a brief second um, at a Raider Broncos game where I was selling tickets. Did it freak you out? Oh, yeah, dude. I was 100% freaked out. Um, because at the time, I was living with my grandmother, who I know would panic and boot yeah. me out of the house. And the guy, the Broncos fan, completely took care of me. This is when Elway was with oh, the Broncos. You said that, yeah, yeah. The guy, I was, I was selling tickets for face value. It didn't yeah. matter. I was selling on the property though, the Coliseum, which is oh, against shit. the law. And um, the guy's undercover cop gets me, cuffs me. I'm on down on both knees, and he's looking to like whatever right with something. And the guy, the Broncos fan, takes the tickets out of my back pocket and puts the money in, That's and right. walks off. And then the guy's like, "Where are the tickets?" And I said, I don't have the tickets. And so there's no proof I was doing anything. And I got away. Dude, that's pretty great. But that that freaked me out, too. I have done the ride-alongs, though, which are insane. To ride with the police officer to see what they see. You guys are awesome, so man. Being in a police car and all of a sudden they see a guy with a cracked windshield across the intersection. Yeah. Fucking type it in. Fucking sure enough. Worn out for his arrest. It's and unbelievable, dude. It's like, how did you know? Saw the crack in the windshield. I'm like, Jesus. Love those it, all, all that stuff was crazy to me. All right, here we go. This one falls in my category. Have you ever had a crush on a girl who didn't like you back? Only about 60. (laughs) 
<laughs> that didn't go away. Yeah. That. I was uh, I was thinking to call Eggert for me, but go ahead. Dude, the fucking idea that she needs you in the balls again last night. Dude, a, a bad day. I mean, like, what the hell? That's exactly why I did it. Because I was like, Jake would love this shit. I don't think I, honestly, got, and not making excuses, I don't think I even set my fantasy roster on any team. I wasn't even thinking. It was set. Oh, my God. And uh, so I wrote to Nicole yesterday and said, hey, good news for anybody wondering about the first Nicole Eggert Bowl. Dave and I matched up yesterday, and I stomped him. And I tagged her on it, and she just wrote, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, she did. <laughs> and Jake would have loved it. Oh, man. Raiders 3-0, yeah. and fucking goddamn right, I won the Nicole Eggert Bowl. That's true. Um, no, you know what? It's really funny. I have one girl, you knew her, the Russian. Yeah. You had the Russian. You blew it. I know. You threw her away. I know, and she hates me now. Yeah, well, you, you treated her poorly. I don't think I did. I just, oh, you, I was there. You did. Fuck. At yeah. that time, though, in fairness to her, you treated a lot of girls poorly. Yeah, I wasn't fucking, hey, fuck, I wasn't in a good place. You, Jeff literally broke up with girls during commercial breaks. Do you know what I did, though? Okay, hang on. I'll tell you this. The other day. Fuck. Literally, you technically go down throwing her, throwing her out. And then you break up with her during a break. Dude, you know what was great? I did this the other day. Um, remember the girl that I dated that had the daughter? Yeah. So, everybody, when, when, when it ended between me and her, people would always accuse me that I got out because she had a kid, which is absolutely not the case at all. That is probably right at the start when shit was kind of starting to spiral out of control because we had gotten the show, we were working a lot, and uh, kind of putting pressure on yourself, and then you just kind of start getting out. But it was so great, dude, because she and I have maintained a nice friendship. But the other day, I had the chance to walk her through the entire thing of what happened. Yeah. And where I was at and how everything fell apart. And ultimately to just say, hey, listen, I'm just telling you, we've had a great relationship since. She got married. She had a son. Her daughter, who was a little kid when we were dating, is getting her master's Holy and her shit. doctorate. God damn. And it's just a fucking great kid. But it was really great for me to say, hey, listen, let me go back and walk you through this just so you know where I was at. And basically say, fuck, I didn't even know I was fighting depression at that time. I'm sorry for everything that happened. And she said, holy shit, you have no idea how many different times I've looked back going, what did I do? I go, you didn't do anything. I was just a fucking maniac. <laughs> um, I would do that again with the Russian in a second. But she, I think, would like to see me pushed into the nearest volcano. Yeah, I think she would. Hey, fuck, you're not helping <laughs> What happened to this being a show of support? <laughs> that ended a long time ago. I'm telling you, me, her, and Shadow on the fucking road, yeah. and I'm living the life, right? It'd be like, it'd be like, so that's just alone with Bridget Nielsen. Dude, she's hotter than Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, I'd be it. I'd change my number. Shit would be over. How about you? Yeah, Nicole Eggert. 100%. Oh, yeah. I wasted weekends looking at the phone for it to ring. I think it's still curious. Completely embarrassing. Too. Completely embarrassing. All right. Yeah, she likes embarrassing you. Speaking of that, when is uh, when is the right time to introduce a girl to your family? Oh, I like that. I like that. I think it's a case-by-case -case basis. I never introduced any girl to my family until Rita. Really? Yeah. Josh, same thing, really. Like, Josh always uses the line, I'll let you know when you need to know their name. <laughs> That's a move. What a fucking legend. 
See, the problem is with that, Dave, is that if if the girl's really cool and your family likes her. Yeah, there's pressure. There's pressure. And if she's not very cool, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you got to hear that, too. Um, yeah, I think you, I think you got to judge it time by time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe occasionally, because really, did you want to meet a, did you want to meet any girl's family? I You've was, been married a long time. I was, I was good with the, with the moms. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, me I too. Could, I was always good with the moms. That's funny. I was, yeah, yeah. I wasn't bad with the dads, but man, I could win the moms over. Uh, dads I never cared about, but moms yeah. were cool. And it's funny, like my ex's mom, I have a great relationship yeah. with. My mother-in-law, love her, man. She's great. And then well, uh, even the girl you dated in high school, dude, her mom was awesome. Yeah, yeah, really awesome. And and she passed away about two years ago, but to the end would check in all the time. Loved you, loved this show. No, she was great. All right, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, underdog. Really, underdog. Yeah, underdog and Droopy. <laughs> Droopy was the fucking man, but underdog was my guy. We're, Speed we're, Racer. Dude, I don't think I ever saw an really? episode of Speed Racer. Dude, I've seen every fucking episode of Speed Racer. Like, it's been years and years and years, but if it's one started, I could tell you in three minutes what was going to happen. Did you watch um, those Saturday, like... Uh, I did. I watched every Saturday cartoon. Dude, how badass was Mel Blanc? Yeah. Mel Blanc did all those fuckers. I yeah. mean, they all kind of sound alike. Yeah. Mel at the end just yeah. was like, yeah, that like, fucking... Why does everybody sound like Captain Caveman? Dude. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that. So my son's name is Cade. Yeah. We would watch Captain Caveman. My wife had never seen it. Yeah. But Captain Caveman was so funny. So then my son, I started calling him Captain Caveman. Yeah. And then for like two weeks, he was captain. And since um, my wife is, my ex-wife's never seen that show. Never seen the cartoon? Uh, maybe like looking it up on YouTube, but okay. she didn't watch it as a kid. Yeah. But I'm telling you, spend any time around me with him or his mom with him. And he's called one of two things. He's either called Cap or Cappy. Yeah. His nickname, his mom rarely calls him Cade unless he's in trouble. Um, but for me, I call him Cap nonstop. And that's so funny. It always came from Captain Caveman because he was Captain Caveman. So I just call him Cap nonstop and he doesn't give a shit yeah he put that, but his mom all the time cappy yelling at him it's so fucking funny did you have nicknames for these guys no did not really it was basically jacob it, no no that's a reader would yell when he's in trouble all the time jacob i was it was always jake jake yeah i'll tell you what that's one of those things that i really do miss a lot i miss having someone called jake yeah you know to the point where i was almost tempted to name the dog jake just yeah. because i just really miss having someone called jake yeah but for Josh, no, no nicknames. Just Josh does it. A lot of it's funny. A lot of coaches always called him JP, which is funny because now we do the JP twenty five. But for people wonder about the twenty five, Jake always wore twenty five in baseball. But Jake wore it for his brother. Josh was always twenty five. Oh no shit! And he wore that number because Josh had it and he wanted to be like his brother. Dude, my son is Jack, but his full name is Jackson. Yeah. So we would goof around, just yell Jack Jackson on him. So he's been called JJ his entire life. What happens life. first day of school? Do they call him Jackson when they call a do attendance? Uh, yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. My kids are so fucking annoying. So 
They played in Servite. Yeah. On Saturday. Just got the shit beat Did out. Did they really? Fuck. This guy in the Servite side. the best team you've seen so far? No, fuck no. Cathedral beat the fuck out of them. And then some team from Temecula just fucking kicked the shit out of them. Just beat the dog shit out of them. But I tell them every time when they get in the car, I'm like, hey, I bet the overs. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, we go up to Servite yeah. the other day, and the guy on the sidelines has the shirt and tie on. He's storming the sidelines. He looks like John Madden from really? like 71. Oh, that's great. hilarious. Hank Stram? But, no, he didn't have the jacket. Okay. He just had the shirt and tie. But uh, my one son had been sick and finally got cleared, ready to oh, go. Cool. But he didn't. He couldn't play on Saturday. Yeah. But he was thinking about taking the team bus and they weren't sure that they'd have room for him. So I called Jack and I go, hey, Jack played. And I go, hey, is Kate taking the bus? Yeah, you know, I don't know. We got one bus, and I think JV's going. So I don't know that there's going to be room with them. So they were going to stay at their mom's house Friday night because the bus left at 7 in the morning. Yeah. She was going to get him to the bus. But So I go, well, if he's not on the bus, he can stay with me, and we'll drive up together. He goes, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking to mom about that, and that's kind of what she said. Well, if there's not room for him on the bus, uh, he can just stay at dad's and they can drive up together. So I go, okay, well, I'll check with mom. So like an hour later, I call her and I go, hey, what's the update? And she's like, on what? <clears throat> and I said, well, Jack said that there may not be room on the bus. So you had told him that Cade would probably stay with me and we could drive up together. She goes, not one part of that <laughs> conversation ever took place. So I go to him, I go, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that never took place. Eh, he shrugs it off. I'll give less <laughs> Sucks of a to shit. Be you. Sucks to suck. He could not give less of a shit. Uh, yeah, so funny. But yeah, we just went up. Servite just beat the fuck out of those Oh, guys. my gosh. I'm oh. telling you, if you're looking for Helix, uh, class of 25, to be a top seven program, <laughs> you might want to start thinking about plan B. <laughs> All right, here, last question, because people will go, hey, that was four. Um, here, here's a question that will cause a fight. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, I like that. Um, not, I like that. I think I'm just old school chocolate chip. Oh, there you go. That's what Rita would say. But like Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Not like these shitty ones that you get, right? I don't know. What are the shitty ones? You see, I don't know, like briars and shit. (laughs) Mom always gets weird shit. I'm pretty, I'll say this about Jack. He fucking has random conversations in his head. But if I take that dude to Baskin Robbins, we try to go like once a month. Oh, that's cool. That dude, every time walks in flavor of the month. Really? He'll do something different. His, every time. Good for him. His brother will go chocolate or maybe cookies and cream yeah. or something like that. That fucking guy, he doesn't give a shit what it is. It could He'll be try something different. Yeah. It could be pecans, skunk tail, uh, wild Turkey. Yeah. I'll take the flavor of the month. <laughs> and next month it could just be peppermint pistachios. I'll take it. Fucking guy. Really? Dude, I tell him all the time. I go, that is, I that's, like that. That's, that's big balls right there. What if it tastes like shit? What if he hates it? He storms right through it. He doesn't give a wow. shit. Yeah, wow. he gets it done. What about you? I'm a Rocky Road guy. 
I like is that the, right? Yeah, I like chocolate, like marshmallows. I don't need the nuts in it, but I like the I like chocolate marshmallows. All like right, if but, I go to Cold Stone, I'll get chocolate marshmallows. Uh, before we go, it's Katie Temple's birthday, yes. Dave. Let's go right here. We're watching Heaven Can Wait. Diane Cannon. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Julie Christie. Yeah, why not? But Diane Cannon no. for sure. Really. Uh, heartbreaking news. Did you see on social media that Jeannie Buss is dating Jay Moore? She told Jay Moore she loves him. Shut up. Fuck. Jay Moore was with Nikki Cox. He ruined her. I know. Have you seen her? She looks Bob, terrible. Bob Sugar. <laughs> God dang it. That's disappointing. Can you imagine that? Dude, that's a good catch. That's a good Jeannie catch. Buss is a great that's catch. That's a good catch. That fucking the, Jay Moore falls up all the time. How the fuck does that happen? That's you just ruined my night. And now the guys, all the guys at Fox Sports Radio say that he was a good guy. And by the way, yeah. really quick plug. I know some of you are up overnight, work weird hours, and you're up overnight. Dave, one of our favorite guys, Jonas Knox. Yeah. From Fox Sports Radio, this fucking guy, dude, absolutely grinded. From the bottom up, he, Brady Quinn, and LeVar Arrington are the new national morning show. Wow. 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. That's awesome. On Fox Sports Radio. But local time, it's 3 a.m. to 6. But I sent him a message the other day. I go, dude, I could not be more proud of you. You're such a fucking great guy. He wrote me back the nicest message. But if you guys are up overnight, he's a great follow on social media. Does he follow Ben Maller? Uh, yeah, he must. Wow. Yeah, but I thought Ben went 11. Does Ben go 11 to 3? I think so. Yeah, because it's Mike Harmon, who's yeah. a great dude. And then with, with Jason, we never dealt with Jason, but no. Mike Harmon we dealt with a lot. Then Ben, but uh, Jonas, um, Brady, and LeVar we had on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, Jonas Knox, honestly, one of the really, I know you would agree, one of the oh, really, really good dudes and super talented. Yeah. And always retweeting guys are like, Jonas, you're a pussy. Yeah. You're a bitch. And he always retweets it. But um, super good dude. And yeah, he I'm incredibly excited for him. So congratulations to Jonas. You know what the funniest thing about Ben having the, when you go East Coast time, he does it out of LA, but basically he's on from two o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. Yeah. Ben, as long as I've known him, and I've known him almost 30 years, he would always live that schedule. Like that, that's his life. Yeah, he overnights. never saw the sun. No, I'm telling you, even when it wasn't in radio, he stayed up all night his whole life and and slept through the day. It's so weird that that's his work schedule. Jonas has to be on the air yeah. at three in the fucking yeah. morning. Yeah. And I think he and Brady are still doing some weekend shit. The fucking of course dude he is. is. That's on, what Fox does. They make it work six days a week. Holy shit. I, Hartman was doing college football Saturday the other was day. Because I'm driving home. Who's like, he doing it with? Don't say Brady Papinga. Brady's no, out, right? Yeah, I think Brady's out. Um. Bucky Brooks. You know what? Good. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, I don't know if you noticed, as soon as Jeff and I did a show with Brady for like two years, as soon as you and I stopped working with Brady, Brady dumped us on social media. Dave, I couldn't give a That son of a bitch just threw us away. Spoke Spanish. Yeah. On the English station. He kept getting confused. He didn't know what was going on. All right. Happy birthday, Katie. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jake. And uh, we're back here when? Wednesday? Back on uh, back on Wednesday. All right, good we'll to see go. You then. All right.
have a ball Talk about things not to be reached End it all with the smoke on the beach Conversations out on the pier Always entertaining even before we could buy beer Walk to the park, speak our minds Maybe talk to God a couple of times Too good at Backstreet door, I laugh so hard I'm a little boy 